This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Rappaport to the rescue with Jill Rappaport. I'm Jill Rappaport, and welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. Well, we've all had one thing on our mind all week long. Do I even need to say the election? I haven't slept in days, as I'm sure most of you haven't. But would you believe that this month, there's actually something going on that, in my opinion, is just as important. It is National Adopt a Senior Dog Month. And if you know anything about me and my life, you know I'm all about the senior pets. Giving a loving home to an older pet is the best gift you not only give to them, but you give to yourself. And I can tell you firsthand as the proud pet parent to so many wonderful seniors, and I'm actually looking out a window right now, and I see my little Havani CJ, who would you believe is 18 years young, and she is literally running around in the backyard. She's deaf now, but her eyesight is great. She doesn't seem to have any arthritis, and every day as I knock on wood is a true amazing gift. That's my dachshund agreeing with me. He's also a senior. He's 11 years old. That's Oscar Meyer barking in the background saying, yay, yay, mom, promote those seniors. And let me just tell you that they are the most wonderful pets. They usually have been discarded in the twilight of their lives. And when you give them a home, they know that you have saved them literally in the nick of time. They've often been there, done that. They're often housebroken. I like to say that they love to lay on the couch instead of eat the couch. So please, in honor of this month, and especially if you're thinking of opening up your hearts and homes to a shelter pet, which I hope you are if you're listening to this show, think about an older pet. It is the most wonderful gift you will ever give to yourself. And that was the impetus, the reason that I came up with the idea for Dog Bowl on Animal Planet, which is Puppy Bowl for Seniors. I thought, we're paying homage to these adorable puppies. They're all getting a home. Why not do the same thing for senior pets? So again, I cannot stress enough how wonderful they are. And I live by the motto, be bold, gold. Yay. See, Oscar agrees with that sentiment. Now, when we come back, someone who truly puts the B in bold and the A in adventurous is my wonderful guest today, the one and only Lorraine Bracco. Stay tuned. Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish setters? Find out who's been spotted with spot, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their Poochie. Get, get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport. Now, my guest today is best known for her incredible roles in Goodfellas and The Sopranos. And when you hear that sexy, husky voice, no one else could take claim to it other than the one and only Lorraine Bracco, whose laugh, by the way, truly can light up the world. 
And now Lorraine is starring in one of the most entertaining and creative shows on HGTV called My Big Italian Adventure. And boy, is that an understatement. Would you believe Lorraine bought a house in Sicily for one euro? Do you realize what that is? That's about a dollar and 18 cents today in U.S. currency. She bought a house for that, but she had to renovate it. And I mean renovate. When you see this show, you'll understand what I mean. It's on tonight. Girl, what an adventure you have been on. This show is fabulous. Oh, I'm so happy you liked it. It's so you, you know, to talk about <laughs> the idea of taking this so-called house and you got it for one euro. Explain to our listeners what type of house you walked into. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I wasn't expecting a lot because it was just the one euro, but I did not expect it to be a dirt floor. <laughs> three crumbling walls and no roof. Well, that's not true. In the beginning, there was a roof and it was literally bamboo and hay. <laughs> so I don't know what I went for it. I really did. It was kind of, um, it was magical. The minute I drove up and saw the hillside town and the beautiful wheat fields and olive groves and, of course, tons of vineyards. And I think it was the shepherd with his hundred sheep that crossed the road that just sold me on it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because you actually read about this and you thought, wow, I would love to do it. Now, considering the condition you were behind hundreds of people that wanted these so-called houses. Yes. Well, there were 16 houses and the mayor got 100,000 emails. Oh my goodness. And so, what's the town that these houses are in? Sambuca de Sicily. And it did help that you're Lorraine Bracco, but right. I laid it on thick. I'll admit, I don't really ever do that. I've done it maybe two times in my life. I think one time I remember very specifically was to get on a plane. <laughs> don't you know me? I'm on the cover of your, you know, United Way or whatever magazine it was. Anyway, yes, I did do it that time. And this time I wrote a really beautiful letter saying that I was an American Italian actress, that my family is from Palermo, but my mother was a war bride and I've never been to Sicily. And I would bring a, you know, an American network, HGTV, over to film me do the renovations. So I had it translated into Italian. And, you know, they were really cool about it. They came right back and said, you know, come over. We're going to give you a choice of three houses. If you can call them that. <laughs> right. You can't. I mean, it was a disaster. I was shocked. I mean, I do think you see it on the show. I'm like, yes. oh, my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and little by little, you know, we did it. And HGTV was great about the whole thing. They really loved the project. So they were, you know, they were good to me and good to the crew and and all of the uh, construction workers. It ended up being a family, really. 
yeah, you got so close to the people in the village and they would come over and they would see the progress. And then all of a sudden COVID. And yeah. I know that you have been literally so anxious to hope well, get back. You're thinking in the spring to see what you've created. Right. So basically I did have tickets and everything going in March and my daughter called me up and she just said, is this a life or death travel thing for you? I said, life or death? No, it's not life or death. She goes, good, you're not going. You cannot go. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not good. I see what's going on in the hospital, blah, 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 blah. So, and we should mention your daughter's a doctor. Yes. And, and God bless her. She's been an essential worker and, and I'm very, very proud of her, but she just said, no, not going. So I, and my other daughter lives in Paris and we were going to meet. So I haven't seen them in 11 months. Unbelievable. And knowing how you are and how connected you are to these girls, it must be killing you. Oh, it's terrible. I tell you, literally we FaceTime I would say almost every day so I could see the kids and they they have the show to watch you on. And I have to tell you, we were talking about this just the other night. You know, you were at my house just a couple weeks ago. We had that incredible premiere here, which was- I never go out. Okay. You could ask Andrew. Okay. I know. (laughs) And Andrew promised me he would keep me safe. That's (laughs) Andrew Andrew Saffer from Cinema Society. We did the screening where we stay in our cars. We turn my riding ring again. And this time it was for this amazing Nicole Kidman. Yes. And oh my God, Hugh Branch. HBO, The Undoing. It's great. It is. I was on the edge of my car seat, literally. Me too. I was so happy to have you here. And I have to tell you, having watched the show, the first one aired last Friday night, you are such a natural. You know, we've seen you on television and movies. This is really right up your alley, Lorraine. I mean, (laughs) it is so authentic, Lorraine. Well, listen, you know, as long as I've lived and I've taught my children this, to be yourself and to treat everyone the way you would treat anybody you meet. Be kind, be nice. Life is short. You never know what's going to happen. And, and uh, treat people the way you want to be treated, basically, is the, is the saying. And that's what I did when I was in Italy. I mean, even with my Google Translate, I would make jokes. <laughs> you have such an adventurous spirit, obviously, because to go after this project, to read about it, and to make it come to fruition... It's all about being adventurous. Well, I was lucky too. I was lucky with HGTV because if they hadn't said to me, go Lorraine, you know, we'll do it with you. I'm not sure I could have done it by myself. I think it would have been much harder, not the same experience. You know, it was nice that I knew that they had my back. I'll be truthful. That was helpful. Yeah, because you're going to a strange place that you've never been to before, walking into rubble. (laughs) Right. Don't speak the language. Which is, I'm surprised to hear, right? Right. Well, I lived 10 years in France, so I'm fluent in French. And, um, and, you know, because my mom was English, she was a war bride. The Italian never really, you know, infiltrated the house. 
just a couple of words from grandma who would say, manja, manja. Okay, I'm eating, I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fact that this show, thank goodness, has made it on the air, it's getting such an incredible reception. And you're one busy lady. You're getting offers, and I understand you're getting ready to do another movie? I am. I'm getting ready to do this movie in Memphis, which, you know, I wish was here in my backyard. But, yeah, it's a true story of this woman who lives in this apartment building, and a refugee young man moves next door. And a little hotty toddy there? Or should I say, what's the name of your company? Hotsy Totsy? Hotsy Totsy is the name of my company. You know, it's uh, it's apparently a very close story to the director-writer. So it's very moving. You know, so many women actors today talk about that there's not any roles or good roles for any woman over a certain age. Obviously, that's not applying to you. You have been incredibly busy. Even during COVID, you're getting offers. Well, I, you know what? I've been lucky. I really have. I've always felt very lucky in my career. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought that, you know, that I would have, you know, uh, a pretty solid career. So, yeah, I've been lucky. And beloved roles, such memorable roles for you, right, Lorraine? I've been lucky. I wouldn't call it just luck. There's a little bit of talent in there too, wouldn't you say? Trust me, there are a lot of talented people out there, really. You know, when I was at the actor's studio doing scenes and whatever, trust me, there is a lot of people with a lot of talent. And they don't get the work that is what you're saying. Yeah, I was lucky. Well, ever since I met you years ago, and we should you, mention, it's so frustrating for me because you literally live right down the street from me. We're I know. in the Hamptons, and I'm looking at you so frustrated. I wish I could just have you over. We could sit in front of the fireplace, but unfortunately, due to COVID, we can't. But I have known you for years, and I remember we immediately bonded over our love of animals. Yes. And of course, that's what this network, this show is all about. And when I saw you, I know you suffered just a losing your. I lost my, I lost my girl. You know, I got this dog from Puppies Behind Bars. Mm -hmm. So I got her when she was about eleven or twelve months old, and she didn't pass the exam to be because when they train the dogs for service guys coming back from. Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, and they're given to them to help their lives and for them to manage their lives better. And acclimate again. My Elsie girl didn't make it. And I had put my name on a list maybe 10 years ago. You didn't use that clout. You didn't say, do you know who I am? I'm part of this magazine. (laughs) I didn't. So I was very lucky and they called me and They sent me a picture of this magnificent yellow lab with green eyes. And they said, we think this is a good match for you. And I was like, wow, wow, wait, what, what, what? Wait a minute. You know, I was like, I I had forgotten all about that. And uh, the woman who runs it said to me, Lorraine, I have only one request. And I said, okay. She says, if you want the dog, I'd like you to come to the prison to pick her up and meet the inmates that trained her and see what we do. 
with puppies behind bars. Now they have it at Bedford and at Fishkill, this program. Both in New York. And I went there and I picked Elsie up and I met the women who train these dogs. And it was, I would say, an experience that kind of changed my DNA. In what way? Well, one that they were so proud of the work that they had put into the dogs. The dogs are magnificent. My dog had 35 commands. Now, you know, 35 commands. She could get your keys. She could put the lights on. She would watch your back. She had all kinds of commands. That Who needs know. a man when you can get a dog that can do that? <laughs> you sound like Angie Harmon. <laughs> I would bring Elsie to the set and she would say, Elsie, go get me a martini. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she was on the show, even Elsie. The show you're referring to is Rizzoli and Isles. Right. And uh, she was a magnificent, magnificent spirit. She really was. And I have been heartbroken. I know. I've done, yeah. I know. I've been there now twice this year. I'm right with Oh, you. it's no. terrible. When I saw you, I wanted to hug you. Unfortunately, due to circumstances, we can't. But this dog was truly amazing. You talk about all the commands she had, but she didn't make it through the program because she lacked a few skills that required so, her to be a finished dog for the program. What was that? Correct. So what happened was when she was in a crowd of people, she wasn't the alpha. And when you're in a crowd of people and you have, you know, uh, someone relying on you, uh, you know, uh, a vet relying on you, you had to be the alpha. And she was like, mm, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> And, you know, for pet owners, sometimes the alpha can be a bit of a pain in the you-know-what because they're very demanding, demonstrative, strident personalities. Yeah. So, you know, needed for the program, but maybe not as perfect in a household. So you uh. really ended up with a pot of gold. And I want to transition into what happened to Elsie, how she ended up becoming the great actor that she was. In Rizzoli and Isles, at one time, Angie dated a... I don't remember if it was Afghanistan or Iraqi vet. And because everybody, the writers, everybody knew Elsie, I brought her everywhere I went because she was so incredible. I mean, it was crazy. Even on a plane, the stewardesses would say, oh my God, this is the best uh, uh, person we ever had fly on our <laughs> <laughs> uh, So the writers wrote Elsie in. Isn't that and she, she had a reoccurring you know, role? Yep, she had a reoccurring role. And it was so great, you know. She was so good. She was so beloved by the crew. I mean, when we finished the, you know, the series, the crew members were on their knees holding her, rubbing her, kissing her. I mean, it was really amazing. And she really was an unbelievably well-trained dog, so well-suited for the series. Oh my God, yes. It was incredible. It was amazing. <laughs> and how great was that for you, being able to take your third child to work with you every day? It was great. I loved it. And I, I understand it. she got a salary, which you donated back to Puppies to, Behind Bars? Yes, she got a salary. She, I think she got a credit. <laughs> <laughs> was she a SAG after a member? No, not yet. <laughs> Not yet. 
you talk about her and I see your face light up and these animals, boy, the joy they bring us. I mean, obviously you're very blessed to have wonderful children and friends and incredible career, but there's something that these animals give to us, give to our soul. Oh, nothing like it. I mean, my daughter Stella rescued a dog. His name is Bandit. And when Elsie passed, Stella very keenly said, can I leave Bandit with you? Because I have so much work and in the hospital, it's been crazy, this and that. So she left him here with me for about three weeks. And he really helped me. You know, it wasn't like she was all gone. Meanwhile, they used to play. They used to run around this house, knock over furniture. (laughs) (laughs) They would have a ball together. And uh, yeah, so that having banded around was a comfort. Do you think you can open up your heart and home to another one soon? I know it's a painful time, but oh boy, wouldn't that be wonderful, right? Yeah. I would rescue a dog again. I would do that. Well, you have to come to me because if you have any preference in mind, another lab, uh, I've gotten a lot of wonderful close friends. They're forever for Angel, and I would love to be instrumental in helping you find that beautiful Okay. when and if you're ready because they just do so much for our lives and even enhance every part of it, personally, professionally. Don't you agree, Lorraine? Oh, I love it. It's a pal. Yeah. It's really a pal, which I like. And you never feel alone. No. And you know, like you, I live in a house, big house by myself. I never needed a doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never, I always knew somebody was coming up the driveway. It was amazing. Such, such a wonderful, beautiful spirit, but she'll be forever in your life and ever in your heart. And you gave her a beautiful life. And I would imagine now being busy with this series, promoting the show, getting ready to go to Memphis, that's a good distraction to stay busy and to stay working. True, true. But every morning I wake up and I'm like looking for her or at night looking to, you know, let her out or to feed her or, you know, I don't know. It's just, she's still here. What can I say? Well, I have so many here, Lorraine. I'm more than happy to bring one over to keep you company for a few hours. All right, maybe when I get back from Memphis. Now, everything going on in your life, what's left? What else would you like to do? Because it seems like you've dabbled in all aspects of the entertainment industry. What's on your bucket list, Lorraine? Mm, I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, I would have said build a house in Italy, but I just did that. I just did it. Yeah. Uh, I would say get nominated for an Oscar, but I did that too. You got nominated for an Oscar, a Golden Globe, Emmys, right? It's true. I don't know, Jill. It's a good question. I have traveled all over the world and I have done, you know, a lot of great things. I'm too old now, but I would have liked to have had more children. You've got wonderful, great daughters and I get it. Source of comfort for you. How about during COVID though? Because you've had to spend so much time alone. It really makes you think about a lot of things, doesn't it, Lorraine? Oh, absolutely. But I have to really say, I feel so blessed and lucky. I really do. I had a beautiful home to stay in. Thank you, HBO. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been, uh, it's been okay. You know, it's been okay. Speaking of HBO. 
when I watched The Sopranos, first of all, I kept thinking to myself, what would Dr. Melfi say to you if you were given this opportunity in Italy and you were saying, okay, I have one euro, I'm going to buy a house in Sicily. What would she have said to you being the logical shrink that she was? Would she have advised you to go for it? It's a good question. I don't know if she would advise anything, but I think she would have asked very practical questions like, do you speak Italian? <laughs> do you have any friends in Sicily? Have you ever been to Sicily? I mean, I think she would have asked very, have you ever renovated a house? You know, and since all of those answers are no way, I'm not sure what she would have said to me. But, you know, my kids, when I told them I wanted to do this, they were very funny. They said, well, it's not crazier than anything else you've ever wanted to do, mom. <laughs> And I thought that was fine. I said, okay, that's good. That meant okay. <laughs> and you have raised them with the same motto, go for it. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, why not? We're only here once. That's it. We don't get to come back. I believe that when that day comes, my kids will be able to say, you know, she was fun. We had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the motto. That's the epitaph, yeah. huh? Yeah. And she was a great mom to Elsie. Yes. Yes, I adored her. Oh. Well, Lorraine, this is such a pleasure for me. You know how much I adore you. And vice versa. And tonight, I'm so excited. Another episode of my big Italian adventure at 9 p.m.? Yes, 9 p.m. on HGTV. But uh, you know what? I am so thrilled. Even though I've not been back because of COVID, I am so thrilled about it. I, I really, I can't wait. I can't wait to go back. It's your home. Yeah, it's crazy. I still don't even get that. <laughs> well, take me with you. I want to go stay in that house. Come on, come on. Lorraine, I got room. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best. Same here. I love and adore you and I love everything you do for all the beautiful animals that get to cross your path. Oh, thank on that you. beautiful note, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you all for tuning in. And as I always say, stay positive. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.